Diversion Audio. Rat Race got you down? It was August 1994. At number one on America's Hot 100 was Lisa Loeb with Stay I Missed You. At number one on my Wow They're Hot 100 was also Lisa Loeb, singer of Stay I Missed You. And over on ABC, a 15-year-old Pittsburgh sophomore called Angela Chase was about to fall hard for the guitarist in a band known as the Frozen Embryos. Yes, folks. Who are you looking for? It's Jordan Catalano time. School is a battlefield for your heart. We were on the break! But what's the show about? It's about nothing. Have you ever been? Oh. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! And welcome to The Shows We Watched with me, James King. And me, Emily Johnston. It's a very simple concept, isn't it, Emily? We celebrate great TV shows from the past. I know it's one you've been looking forward to (laughs) for weeks. Forever. This week. So tell everybody which show did we watch, which show are we celebrating on this week's episode? Well, sadly, it's a show that only ran for one season. But we'll get on to that. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that is for later in the show. It but is that for later. is just a Let's crazy just thing. Take a moment of sadness there. But the fact that we're still talking about it today tells you everything you need to know. It's a cult classic. Claire Danes as Angela, Jared Leto as Jordan, and a whole lot of teenage angst. Remember that line? School is a battlefield for your heart. Of course, it's my so-called life. My so-called life. I feel I should have a a center parting in my hair, curtains, as we used to call them, um, wear a a short sleeve t-shirt over a long sleeve t-shirt. Absolutely. I love that look. So Um, 90s. But but what an impactful show this was, perfectly capturing mid-90s teenage life. It had this kind of loose, casual, self-aware moodiness really and, and sensitivity didn't it and and the music and Jordan Catalano even though he was kind of a sporting character was very much at the center of the storyline mm. um so was it the music was it Jordan what was it about it that that really spoke to you Emily oh, I don't know I'm, I'm gonna get a little sentimental here okay <laughs> let's bring the microphone closer uh, so I think everyone has like a soulmate show yeah <laughs> right and it's For me, I think it's that show that you discover where the main character is the same age as you when you're watching it. And My So-Called Life just happened to be that show for me. I was 15 while I was watching a 15-year-old Claire Danes play Angela. And it was, you know, a show filled with information about being a teenager from what felt like a teenager's perspective. So every week when I watched it, I felt like I was seeing myself and my own problems reflected on the screen. There was uh, a great many topics that we were all dealing with at the time, uh, a lot of questions. Yeah, it dealt and with a lot of issues, didn't it? So many issues. And and they didn't shy away from it. And they also didn't feel like they need to introduce it. There wasn't like a special message of this is what we're talking about on today's show. It was very much, this is what's going to run 
on throughout the show. And these are the issues that teenagers in America are dealing with right now. And we're just going to address them and, and really bring in the elephant in the room and just go, hey. So I absolutely fell in love with this show. I still look back on it now with such fond memories. And a lot of that has to do with Jordan Catalano. <laughs> there he is. So Jared Leto. This is, I mean, this is where we first saw Jared Leto, isn't it? Well, I it's think it's the first a, time I remember. I was going to say, it's the first time I saw him. I don't know if he did commercials before or a theater or anything, but it's, I, I mean, I will always remember the first time I saw him. I, I was definitely like, I get it, Claire or Angela. Sorry, I get it. I get why your character is in love with this guy. And I will tell you this, James. I went back and rewatched the whole series before okay. the whole one series. Yeah. 19 episodes though. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a lengthy watch, yeah. but I went back and watched it and there is one scene and the music for me is always that perfect music and it's when hopefully this is not a spoiler, but it's when Jordan Catalano decides to more or less make his relationship public with Angela in school and there's this big build up with Buffalo Tom playing in the background which they played at a former scene where he basically disses her and then they play it again and you think, oh no, it's going to happen again and there's this build up and then they're walking down the hall and they hold hands and it's just this moment of just absolutely sheer brilliance and clarity and I just, as a 15-year-old, was sitting there going, she's getting what she wants. So brilliant. And then as a 42-year-old <laughs> watching that scene, I realized that I had recreated in my life the Angela and Jordan story. Oh, really? With my own rock star, who was aloof and, <laughs> and, and very much made me think every bit of attention was, was worth a hundred times the effort to get it. And I sat there with my jaw on the floor, basically saying, I've recreated my so-called life as a 40-something. What is wrong with me? <laughs> but, I mean, did you rewatch it and think less of Jordan because watching it as a as a mature guy haha <laughs> mature um but you know as a grown up man yeah like there's for example there's the episode when Tino leaves the band the mysterious Tino um and so Jordan's kind of looking for a new lead singer yeah. and and all he does is just waffle on about the band and he it's just, just like he's so self-obsessed with it, you know, and just doesn't really kind of ask Angela how she's doing. No, he has and, no awareness. Yeah. And you the... think, you know, how is that? I mean, yes, he looks beautiful, but how is that attractive? Maybe you don't see that when you're 15, but as an adult, that's, all, that's all I see is just like, he's just being a dick, really. Well, he is. And actually, when you, I'm, again, this was a sad dawning moment for me, but I'm still <laughs> acting like that in my 40s. But I think it is one of those things where exactly you go back and you watch it and you realize that things are so different and you have, you know, decades of dating experience under your belt and you think, oh my God, I actually did think like this when I was 15. And the guy just had to be good looking. He didn't have to say much. He had probably had to be a good kisser and maybe a little bit of a bad boy smoking a cigarette underneath the bleachers. <laughs> and tick. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> um, I love Angela's parents in it. And I guess this is the whole thing again, <clears throat> going back to watching it as an adult. Uh, because of the age I am now, the age we are, you sort of maybe you latch on to different characters than you yeah. did when you're a teenager. So now I was what, latching on to the parents a lot more. I mean, I'm not a parent of teenage kids, but um, even so, I just thought I'd sort of forgotten how much it was about the parents as well. And yes, Claire Danes, you know, is in all the publicity shots and everything, and she was the big star that came out of it. But actually, there's a lot about the whole family. It's sort of an ensemble thing, really. Um, so we should shout about Patty and Graham, her parents, played by Bess Armstrong and Tom Irwin, 
Um, and I was watching it going, I know Tom Irwin. What have I seen him in recently? Of course, he was in The Morning Show. Oh, my God, uh, yes, The he Apple was. TV show um, fairly recently. He was the, the, the big boss of UBA, the, 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 the channel, the TV channel. Um, but Patty and Graham have issues as well, you know, mm. and that's what I found fascinating about it on the rewatch, I think, right. that Patty, for example, is having problems with her dad. Yeah. And there's that nice suggestion that yeah, those issues never go away. No. You might have problems with your parents when you're a teenager, but even your parents will have problems with their own parents. It's so true. I didn't even think about that. And do you think they did that on purpose with the, yeah. as in, because um, I, th- I originally thought this was just a show for me to watch, but then yeah. coming back at the age that we are and I watching it again, I thought, is this maybe something where they added in a storyline so that parents could watch it with their teenage kids? Well, it was on at 8 p.m., I think. Yeah. So it was a primetime show on yeah. the mainstream channel. Did you watch it with your family? I watched it with my mom for a okay. few episodes. And I think that was more, as we know, her policing, <laughs> making sure it was appropriate. And I think there were a few times where she would have maybe gone, oh, I don't know. But I think also this was a different era in America. Yeah. and and things, topics were coming up and television shows were doing a good job of talking about that where parents might have fallen a little flat yeah. and seemed lecturing uh, Yeah, like Ricky. I mean, Ricky's a groundbreaking character, isn't he? He was amazing. I and loved Ricky. And even now I watched it and think, this feels so now. This yeah. feels like euphoria or something. It does, yeah. But it, it really was all does. that time ago, all yeah. those years ago. Their whole little friend pod is very contemporary. I feel yeah. like it was really ahead of its time. Obviously, I think for forever, people have had like bad kids in school and parents are always worried about you falling in with the wrong kids but actually I think you're really right it does feel very contemporary and I think people could watch it today that are 15 and find uh, things that they could identify with and I really picked up on there's an episode called Father Figures um, which I think is episode 4 and uh, again I think it's just my age now I don't have kids but you can kind of appreciate it just because of the age you are and it begins with a flashback to the dad Graham you know, coming home from work when Angela was a little girl. Yeah. And every time he'd come home, she'd like go and run and hug him. And it was all so wonderful. And then to the present day, yeah. she virtually ignores him. And yeah. it's heartbreaking. It's She's absolutely, a teenager But though. as a grown up now, I, you know, as a, as a teenager, we'd have watched that and gone, yeah, whatever. That's but how it is. That's how it is. But now as an adult, you go, oh, isn't that like heartbreaking that that that, that happens? That's very true. I think there's so many, it's, it's actually a really beautiful thing in yeah. the show that you could watch it in two different parts of your life. Actually, probably throughout your life and still really look back and appreciate that transition that you make from, from child to adult. And then, of course, the, the whole thing with the family is that there's that, that lovely thing that that's that you know they probably all annoy each other as all families do and yet Angela's friends yeah. look at that family with envy because they yeah. come from very different backgrounds and so you got Brian who's her you know slightly voyeuristic oh, photographer neighbor yeah. <laughs> um, and the Brian episode a life of Brian that's a great episode where it's mainly focused on him yeah um but he looks at that family and goes wow I wish I could be in that family because yeah. they seem a lot more sort of normal in, in inverted commas and Rayanne of course you know with her crazy mum who all I kind of loved though oh she's amazing with all of her frozen food you oh know my God. <laughs> I mean, she was absolutely crazy but I remember watching that and this is I, actually that's a good point because I watch that now and I think that would have been so cool to have a mom like that. And then, you're, you know, oh no, sorry, I watched it then and yeah. thought it would have been so cool to have a mom like that. I watch that now and go, oh my God, I'm so glad I had the mom I had who didn't <laughs> let me watch Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Rayanne's mom would have let her watch that, right? She probably would have watched it with her yeah. with a bottle of vodka next exactly. to her. <laughs> but, but then you got Rayanne looking at Patty and Graham and going, I wish I had that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's that, it's that kind of thing that no one's perfect really, is there? You know, no. we... 
we might think our family is irritating. Someone else will look at that family and think they're great. I wish I had that. Yeah. The grass is always greener, I suppose. So true. So true. You're listening to the shows we watched. More My So-Called Life on the way. And speaking of Rayanne, whatever happened to AJ Langer, who played that character, Angela's best friend, Rayanne? You might be surprised. Mm. This is an amazing story. It's all coming up. shows we watched with me emily johnston and me james king talking all things my so-called life now whatever happened to aj langer who played rayanne so brilliantly and, and a great character really troubled character um allison is is aj langer's name allison langer that's um the actress and she just played her so well she's now a countess emily what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. The bad girl in my so called yes. life. Yeah, I could not believe this. So she appeared in a few shows after my so called life. Uh, Baywatch, I think, was probably the, the biggest one. But then she quit acting and she's now married to this guy. And I cannot believe this is a real name and not a character from Downton Abbey. But this is this is who um Alison AJ Langer married. Charles Peregrine Courtney, the nineteenth Earl of Devon. Oh, he's British. Yeah. Uh, and they've got two children, and they split their time between London and a 14th century castle in the English county of Devon. <laughs> Come on, you're making this up. I, I mean, listen, it's it's almost too weird to be made up. I was going to say, actually, you wouldn't yeah. even <laughs> dream but of the, that. This is where Alison, AJ Langer, as she was, who played Rayanne, that's what she's doing now. I thought you were going to say she had like a love child with Axel Rose. Or I mean, something. that that would have been in the in the show, right? That's probably what would have happened in the show. Her mum would have had the love child with Axel Rose. She actually was the love child yeah. with Axel Rose. Oh my god, that's crazy! She is now a countess. Does she still act? No, she's retired. I mean, as you would as a countess, it's exactly. Proper thing You've got to other do. things to be doing, right? Yeah, charity work. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think we should try and track her down, don't you? Let's go to the yes. castle in Devon. I mean, the, if you don't know your UK geography, Devon's probably, what, four four hours away from here? Yeah, four or five hour drive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could do that. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Just start shouting Rayanne outside the castle. <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, how many castles are there in Devon? There can't be that many. If you say it was 14 bedrooms? 14th century. Uh, 14th century. Yeah. I, I would say big there. at least 14 bedrooms. <laughs> oh my God, that's insane. I'm, I actually might need a minute to recover from how that It's an amazing story, isn't it? I love that. That's so cool. I never saw her in anything after my so-called life, so I have no... No vision of her as anything other than this kind of Just crazy teenager. Imagine her now with like a tiara on, and then you're probably getting close. I'm pretty sure she's <laughs> pretty sure she's probably in wellies and overalls, <laughs> knowing these these days with the people that own those big houses. Um, amazing! Wow, James. And That's of course, she fantastic. Ram was was um, Angela's best friend, kind of new best friend actually when the show started, wasn't it? Because yeah. she was sort of Angela was kind of moving on from her old best friend towards the bad girl towards Ram. She was, um, yeah. Uh, and Angela had this wisdom, didn't she? She was sort of wise beyond her years. And of course, that voiceover as well. Oh my God. I mean, every time they just hit it spot on. And the thing is, like, you just so want to believe that that's not somebody old and wise writing that, that yeah. that's actually a 15-year-old. But I guess that's the joy of Claire Danes, is <laughs> yeah. that she 
she did have, and you saw it in Romeo and Juliet as well. Maybe even now, she does seem, and I, well, it's not that she seems, she is. We know she is. She's a very smart person. But also she looks so innocent. And what I find interesting is I read that they were going to cast Alicia Silverstone yeah. as and instead as yeah. Angela. And I tried to think in my head when I was looking back, because I remember I actually have in my journal from when I was 15, I had written down some of the stuff that Angela had said on the show. It was like, right. oh my God, this is like... This is like Shakespeare. This is so beautiful. <laughs> and to go back and read those and then try and put that in the voice that is Alicia Silverstone, you know, this beautiful blonde who's like perfect on a bike talking about the beautiful yeah. autumnal leaves around her. It's like that somehow that would just wouldn't work. But I think that's more because of her typecast with, with Clueless. It just wouldn't. Yeah. She felt more LA really, didn't she? Yeah, it just wouldn't really work. No, I mean, Alicia Silverstone, it just wouldn't work for yeah. Pittsburgh. So they really did a good job casting her. But the narration is so beautiful. It's so beautifully written. And it's it's quite sophisticated for a 15-year-old to have these thoughts. But what I love is that they they want to showcase, or I feel like they want to showcase that teenagers do have these incredible thoughts and they're a lot about conflict and there's turmoil and there's hormones going through their body and their lives are really confusing and they're trying to put everything together. And they really captured this kind of conflict within Angela, but also how she could see beautiful moments. So it's, I don't know if you remember the episode where she there's the mother-daughter fashion show. Oh, yeah, yeah, And she's standing back and she actually kind of just... The narration on that is is so beautiful, and she talks about really realizing these how precious these moments are, and you just get to see these little glimpses of this little girl who's in love with this ridiculous man, and you think, oh, she's lost it, and then she just totally comes back to you in those moments, and you think she's so wise, and she just needs to get through this period in time, and she'll be all right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you lost yourself there, didn't you? I don't know, Jack. You can get through it. Don't worry. Um, but I just wanted to read like because I actually took some notes down on this. Yeah. Um, just read a couple of my favorite lines. One of the one of them is, it's such a lie that you should do what's in your heart. If we all did what was in our hearts, the world would grind to a halt. I mean, hello, you're 15. Um, and then this one, I actually did write this one in my journal. Sometimes someone says something really small and it just fits right into this empty place in your heart. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, how good is that? And I guess that even if you could, you watch it going, do 15 year olds really speak like that? It, it's a TV show and we want it to be a slight exaggeration. We want we want to look up to this character. We do, Because yeah. if it was just like our 15-year-old friend spoke, it, it would be like, well, we have that at high school. Why yeah. do we need that on a TV show? But you know? it's, so, it's like you're, is she, the narration is like you're reading her diary. Yeah. So it is, you, you sort of feel like she has this poetic soul. It feels authentic. But, yeah. but I also feel that it's just that little bit better yeah. than it actually would be. And I don't have a problem with that. I mean, no. Dawson's Creek was a similar thing. It yeah. was sort of famous for, you know, the Kevin Williamson scripts that were, were sort of so um, insightful for these kids. Yeah. Um, but But then... Why shouldn't it be that you want to look up to these people? It's you true. Want, you know, it's you true. want to learn from them. And obviously, my 15-year-old me was sitting there going, yeah, right on. That's exactly how I feel. I'm going to write that down. And I did. But, I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing just crushes me yeah. that it got cancelled. I know. That's weird, isn't it? One season. Um, so how much do you think our love of it and the fact that it is this cult classic is because it's only one season? Oh, that's a tough question. I, because to me, um, I think it's a perfect season. Yeah. But I've seen perfects 
first seasons before and yeah. then the show's gone on and on yeah. and it loses its way we talked about Gossip Girl we yeah. right at the start and and that was certainly one that, yeah. that by the final season whatever it was five or six it had lost its way and so it's kind of like you know the 27 Club isn't it the sort of the, the Kurt Cobain and, and Amy Winehouse and people you know they, they have a, such a small output but yeah. it's perfect because yeah. it ends prematurely that's very true so it never goes wrong <laughs> they, yeah. they, they never hit a dud note and I guess it's the same with my so-called life of course it's awful that it that it got cancelled but it is so perfectly preserved now as this one perfect season do you think Claire Danes knew well actually because do you know the reason it was cancelled well she yeah I think that because there were delays weren't there and, yeah. and then there was this campaign the first ever online campaign I read which is amazing <laughs> um that the, it, it could have come back because of the, the outpouring of feeling from the audience. Maybe you were one of those people. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't know if I was online when I was 15. Um, but, but by that point, Claire Danes had kind of moved on. Well, she so, said she wouldn't come back. Yeah. So she actually gets a lot, apparently she gets asked this a lot in interviews. And she's had to kind of say, "Listen, like I, I did. It wasn't just me and the people who are involved in the in the production end, yeah. studio things like that. They've had to say, yeah, it wasn't just her. Like there were a lot of factors that didn't line up. But one of them was that we we it didn't seem how could we do it without the yeah. lead character? And yeah. they're right. Like you, how would they have done it a second season without Angela? Well, being pointless. But I guess if if you know the, a second season had been commissioned." very quickly after the first or during the first, yeah. then it would have just happened. Yeah. And she'd have just been signed up for it. But I think because there was some kind of toing and froing and uncertainty in that period of time, yeah. she lost the appetite for it and thought it's too much hard work. And apparently it was. I think the scripts were quite last minute. And, and she was 15. Exactly. She was still in school. Yeah. I think she, I like to think she was just really brilliant. And she just <laughs> went, you know what, guys, this is a one-season deal. Let's leave it. It's, it's too good. I'm and I think walk that's away. fine. I think, and there are a number of one-season shows that we hold up because they they are one season shows. You look at like Freaks and Geeks, which I'm sure we'll talk about um, on another episode at some point. Um, Firefly, the, the Joss Whedon sci-fi thing, which has a huge fan base. Mm. And they got a movie spin-off Serenity out of it. But ultimately, it's, you know, it's this kind of hermetically sealed, perfect season. Studio 60 on the yeah. Sunset Yeah, and, and these are, I mean, this is like um, Judd Apatow did Freaks and Geeks um, and uh, Aaron Sorkin, Studio 60, you know, so these are really good people. Yeah. So it's proof that you can have the most acclaimed writers and creators working on these things, but if it, do, if it doesn't get the audience... Yeah, but sometimes that I, I really do think sometimes that's just better that way. Yeah, no. Because you're right. If we go back to things like Gossip Girl, where we yeah. both said, like, it jumped the shark and it was yeah, done. Yeah. It's this beautiful thing where actually you can go and you can consume an entire season over your real binger over yeah. one weekend. Yeah. And you just have this, this memory box that will never be tainted and always remain this perfect part of your life. And I feel like that's my, my so-called life. You can just and, and walk back in and it's beautiful. That kind of longing that for another season that never happens, yeah. that's also a, a quite a powerful thing to have, isn't oh, it? God, it's like a relationship. It's always better. <laughs> it's always better than if you actually had the season because that second season might not have been any good. But yeah. in our heads, because it never happened. I think we're, draw we're drawing a metaphor here to something else. I don't know what it is, but, you know, there's, there's something metaphorical about all of this. Um, okay, so let me ask you this question to finish yeah. off with. If they said we're going to bring it back and the, and the cast were coming back, yeah. 
would you you know so they'd now be what in their 40s oh so now like yeah okay would you would you want to see that would you be happy with no, that no i wouldn't oh, i right. wouldn't want them to touch it i think there's because it's a show about teenagers yeah you can't go and now we're in our 40s what happened i mean what are they where's jordan gonna be jordan uh, well we all know where jordan's gonna be um you in know 30 seconds to mars <laughs> yeah exactly i mean and it's and he still looks great and he would be great but there again there's something so naive and fresh about jordan catalano and in in that era and now I just don't think it would work and Claire Danes I mean I don't know yeah. get the old crew back together and one of them's a countess she doesn't want to come back <laughs> well there is that yeah <laughs> or they could film it at her house they I go look we'll offer you a million dollars and yeah so what I feel like Claire Danes would say no to a million dollars what is she doing right now Claire Danes yeah well she's busy isn't she she's I, lots of different things but she's because uh, I think the last thing I saw her in this is going to make me sound horrible. It's Homeland. That was years but, ago. But yeah, I, obviously it would be now difficult to get Claire Danes and Jared Leto and people to 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 do this again because they're all moved on to huge things. I don't. I wonder if Jared Leto is even proud of it. I well, never hear him talk about it. No, and you watch a lot of Jared Leto interviews, so you'd know. <laughs> I did um, not. I did not. <laughs> Last time I actually did watch the WeWork thing though. With Jared oh, Leto. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, oh my gosh, is he actually that's such a departure. And I, he is he's a great actor. Yeah. But he he didn't really have to do too much acting in my song. No, and it's very different to, <laughs> to now where he is this chameleon, isn't it? And yeah. it's all about how much he can change for a role and lose himself in a role. Whereas yeah. Jordan Catalano He's just a good looking boy. Yeah. I hate to say that, but it is true. I mean, he absolutely fit the role. He did. He was just a good looking, aloof teenager. And that's all he needed to be. Emily, I'm going to leave you to go and listen to uh, Buffalo Tom Greatest Hits. <laughs> and cry. <laughs> uh, on repeat. Um, thank you. See you soon. Thank you. The Shows We Watched is a production of Diversion Audio. If you'd like to send us an email or a voicemail, a comment, an idea for a show, or you just want to say hi, our email address is theshowswewatched at gmail.com. That's theshowswewatched at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and may use your message in a future show. You can also find us on social media at The Shows We Watched or visit theshowswewatched.com. And you can find me at Emily Jane Johnston and James at James King Movies. Um, I feel like I should double barrel my surname and just be King Movies. That should be my surname. <laughs> my last name, right? James King Movies. It would be a departure. <laughs> <laughs> this season was written, researched and hosted by me, James King Movies. James King, <laughs> along with my co-host, Emily Jane Johnston. Our supervising producer and sound mixer is Mark Francis. Concept by John Tuttle. Head of marketing is Erica Farmer. And original theme music by Tyler Cash. And the shows we watched was recorded at Vox Pod Studios in London. Not that far away from a castle in Devon. <laughs> uh, and our executive producers are Jacob Bronstein, Mark Francis and Scott Waxman for Diversion Audio. Diversion Audio.